Tonight's reading comes from the book of Acts, chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. There are a lot of names in here I don't know how to pronounce. I'm just going to tell you that right now and ask for your forgiveness. <clears throat> when the day of Pentecost had come, there were, they were all together in one place. And suddenly, from heaven, there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues, as a fire, appeared amongst, among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at the sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one of them heard speaking in the native language of each. Amazed and astonished, they asked, Are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is that we hear each of us in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, and Asia, Phrygia, and Pomphrygia, Egypt, and parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene, and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabs. In our own languages, we hear them speaking about God's deeds of power. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others sneered and said, they are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. And listen to what I say. Indeed, these are, these are not drunk, as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, even upon my slaves, both men and women. In those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show portents in the heaven above, and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and smoky mist. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the Lord's great and glorious day. Then everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. The word of the Lord. Sitting on the edge of the apocalypse looking out across the Salton Sea to the Santa Rosa Mountains, mist hanging low, watching ponderous brown pelicans move across the water like pterodactyls, breathing deep and tasting sulfur and iron. It feels more like the dawn of time than the end. I feel prehistoric until I shorten my gaze look down at the beach, the yellow water not moving, the jagged line of dead tilapia stretching for miles past the horizon, and hear the screech of the jets and the rapid thwomps of the helicopters, followed by the deep muffled explosions of the 50-pounders and the firecracker pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa-pa's of the clusters as they drop their payloads on the Chocolate Mountains naval bombing range. 
Yes, this feels like the end of the world. The Salton Sea is the largest inland body of water in the state of California, created by accident in 1905 when some dim-witted entrepreneurs got the rights to divert the entire Colorado River into irrigation canals to turn the desert into fertile farmland, and they made some engineering miscalculations, which led to the Colorado River breaking through the banks of the main canal and filling up the desert for nearly two years before it could be stopped and put back on track. But even the 35-mile-wide, 115-mile-long sea created by the blunder would dry up eventually in the desert if it were not for the agricultural runoff continually feeding it for the past 95-some years. And as if the creation of this toxic sea in the middle of the California desert were not enough to foist upon this ecosystem that had functioned just fine for millions of years unmolested, the desert surrounding the Salton Sea is home to seven military training camps and bombing ranges. This is where the Enola Gay practiced before heading to Japan, and they haven't stopped bombing and shooting up the place since. I've been traveling for the past three weeks with I'm Not Jesus, obviously not his real name, but a moniker I gave him somewhat derisively. I picked him up on the side of Highway 111 in distress. He was waving his arms above his head wildly. At first I thought it was a white flag because he was wearing a Jesus kind of robe. He had the hair, the beard, the whole bit. As I pulled over, he held out an eight-inch wheel, thrusting it toward me emphatically as the answer to the question I had yet to ask. When I got out of my 1968 VW bus and came around the front, I saw the cross on the shoulder of the road in the dust of the desert floor. He had said he'd been walking the earth, carrying the cross on his back. Well, clearly, he had been rolling the cross on the wheel, not exactly carrying it, but the distinction doesn't make it less weird. And the wheel had fallen off. He said he had started in Santa Cruz. Apparently, there are only about 500 miles in a Jesus cross wheel before maintenance is needed. We tied the cross to the top of the bus and headed out with the idea that I would take him to the next cross wheel repair opportunity. After driving in silence for about 30 miles, I looked over at him. He saw me giving him the head-to-toenail glance and said, I'm not Jesus. I didn't think you were, I assured him. People think I'm Jesus. People think you're Jesus. It was worded like a question, but delivered like the statement, people do not think you're Jesus. No, he said, people think I think I'm Jesus. Oh, I'm not Jesus. Okay. I don't think I'm Jesus. All right. I'm not Jesus. Okay. Who are you? I'm not Jesus. All right. I'm not Jesus. We're all on the same page. I was going to drop him off in Brawley, but I mentioned I was heading to Julian, and he said we would rather go up there since it was starting to get hot, really hot in the desert, if I didn't mind him riding along. Well, 
the bus broke down, and we had to go to Mecca to get a new belt, and I had to change the oil and gap the points anyway. Then someone told us it was going to rain, and we should really go to Anza Borrego to see the, all the cacti blooming after the rain. So we camped in Acotillo Wells for a while, and then we met some people, and then the one thing, and of course then the other. Well, that was three weeks ago, and we never made it out of the desert. Whenever we pulled into a gas station or a campsite and someone raises an eyebrow at the 12-foot wooden cross tied to the top of my VW bus, I just hook my thumb towards I'm not Jesus and say, ask the guy in the robe. For the last six days, we've been staying in Bombay Beach, an unincorporated half-mile grid of crumbling asphalt roads, derelict trailers on the south shore of the Salton Sea. Firth Street to Fifth Street and avenues A through H, plus Isle of the Palms instead of Avenue I on the east end to add a little color. It was supposed to be Isle of the Palms, starting with an I, as in of the Blue Dolphins, to follow alphabetically, but when the county made the street signs back in the 50s, they spelled it with an A, as in grocery store. But either way, Isle or Isle, there are no palms. There are, however, two bars in Bombay Beach, the Ski Inn on First and A, and the Legion Hall on First and Isle of the Palms. There is also a Baptist church, a community center, and a convenience store, which is only convenient if you go before 6 p.m. and you're looking for malt liquor. Bombay Beach used to be a blue-collar weekend getaway back in the 60s when the developers were trying to sell the Salton Sea as the California Riviera, Palm Springs, but with beaches. There were yacht clubs, nightclubs, resorts, and campgrounds with water skiing, boat races, and fishing. But flooding in the late 70s, the rapidly deteriorating water quality, and a couple of property scams put an end to the brief delusion that the investors could double down on the initial developer's screw-up that created the Salton Sea and make some money of their own. The developments that sprouted around the sea, Desert Shores, Salton City, North Shore, Bombay Beach, are mostly abandoned ruins now, with the remaining residents either happy to live undiscoverable lives or having fallen so far down the economic ladder they're going to need help reaching back up to the first rung. I'm sitting out here on the edge of the apocalypse, on what used to be the piers of Biggs Marina and Tropical Lounge. All that is left is this eight foot of buckled concrete with rusted light poles still standing upright and the row of wooden pilings of the marina sticking out of the shallow muck. Yes, the very ones the Backstreet Boys stood on for the cover of their 2013 comeback album truly apocalyptic. I'm sitting here alone, feeling bad and looking for a sign. I'm feeling bad because I've just parted ways with I'm not Jesus. And I'm looking for a sign because I need hope and forgiveness and peace. I don't feel bad because I parted ways with I'm not Jesus. That's what I wanted. I've been trying to shake him since I first picked him up on the side of the highway. I started this whole trip three months ago to go out into the desert alone and find what I needed. I just left. I bought this VW bus and headed out here, 
because I heard it was like the end of the world. I heard it was like the end of the world. And then, back then, I wanted the end of the world. I didn't want forgiveness. I figured some things are no, there's no coming back from. Like it hurts to even hope for some possibility of putting things back together. Better to drive right past the possibility of forgiveness and right off the end of the world. But after wandering around here for three months, frankly, after spending the last six nights rolling back and forth from the ski inn to the Legion with a nod of Bombay Beach locals, RJ, Buckshot, Wacko, and Mike, drinking flat, skunky beer and listening to their stories, I wanted to go home. I wanted to be able to go home. I wanted to feel like it was possible or okay to go home. I wanted some kind of sign. More than a sign. More than a sign, I wanted a real thing to happen, an actual thing. I wanted to be forgiven, to feel the darkness drain from me and be filled with the light, touched by the Holy Spirit, like I thought I once was, like Pentecost, like in the book of Acts where the fire comes down from the sky and lands on the disciples, like tongues of fire coming down from the sky so that everyone could see it. It was real. It was actual. There was no denying it. All the people, all gathered in Jerusalem from all the nations, saw the fire coming down on the disciples and were amazed, amazed and astonished. They spoke with the tongues of fire, and everyone saw it for real. Parthians, Medes, Elamites, Mesopotamians, Egyptians, Liberians, Cretes, and Arabs. I want that kind of sign. Unmistakable, undeniable, Pentecostal fire from the sky. I wanted to see the Holy Spirit coming down, coming to me, filling me with light, with forgiveness, with peace. I wanted to feel the peace of the Holy Spirit. Is that too much to ask? So I pushed back my stool and told everyone I was leaving. I'm not Jesus, said goodbye to everyone and followed me out of the ski inn into the parking lot. What are you doing, I asked. I thought we were leaving, he said. No, I'm leaving. You're leaving me here? Well, I mean, we were only about three miles from where I first picked you up, so it's not like I'm leaving you out in some godforsaken place that you've never been. You came out here on your own, so I'm just, like, leaving you the way I found you. But that was before. Now I'm with you. We're together. We didn't fix my wheel. You said you didn't care about fixing your wheel anymore. Yeah, because I was wandering around with you. That seemed better than being alone with a giant cross on a wheel. It was way better. I thought we were kind of like searching together. This, the thing is, the thing is I'm not Jesus. I think this wandering around with you has kind of gotten me off track, actually. You told me to change your track, like you were starting to think you could find your way home. Yeah, but I think I need to find it alone. You, you don't understand. I need this sign. I need this, like, real sign. 
I can't find it with you. I need to go out alone. But I'm not Jesus started, but I cut him off. I can't help you. I'm not with you. I need this. You have to stop. I opened the sliding door on my bus and stepped up into it. I held the roof with one hand and took out my knife and opened the blade with my teeth. Stand back, I told him, and cut the ropes tying the cross to the VW roof. I pushed it off the top of the bus. It hit the ground on its side, hesitating, then fell flat at his feet. I jumped down, put the knife in my jeans pocket, and walked toward the water, not looking back at I'm not Jesus, not saying a thing. I was going to get my sign, go to the water's edge, and sit there until I got my sign. As I walked, I heard I'm not Jesus grunt as he lifted the cross onto his shoulder. I could hear the wooden cross skittering and thump as he dragged it across the broken asphalt. Then a kind of shh as he left the road and drug it off into the desert. I reached the ruins of the marina and sat there, waiting for the Holy Spirit. I waited one hour, and then two, nothing. I was about to give up and walk back to my bus parked at the ski inn when Buckshot and RJ yelled from the road, Hey, where's your crazy friend? Clearly drunk, but friendly, kind of laughing. Yeah, where did he go out for a walk on the water? They laughed. I kind of chuckled too. No, I told them, he went off dragging that damn cross. That way? Buckshot asked deadpan. Walking straight that way? RJ asked concern. Yeah, I said, smiling. Well, he walked all the way from Santa Cruz. I think he'll be fine. How long ago? Buckshot wanted to know, sounding urgent. A couple hours. That's the bombing range, AJ said. And usually around midnight, there's a... His words were drowned out by the thunder of six jets streaking low over the Salton Sea and then pulling up just as they crossed into the bombing range. It was fire from the sky, cluster bombs with red tracers lighting up the midnight black sky, tongues of fire splitting up and hitting the desert floor everywhere, the explosions, pa 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 and the fire jumping back into the air. Real fire, actual fire, undeniable fire.